You're listening to the Just Wins podcast, where we discuss winners, black bookers, and much more. Enjoy the show. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. But a champion becomes a legend. McCarty Deaver has won it. But the pride of Australia is the greatest show on earth. Welcome to the Just Wins podcast with your super sub host, Lee, for episode 26. And we are looking at racing for Saturday, the 24th of October, 2020. Uh, I'm joined by Adzi. How are you, mate? I'm great. Thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. And uh, I'll tell you what, with the regular host, Just Wins away this week, I feel like we're back to our 17-year-old days and the parents have gone away for the weekend, mate. We've got uh, you know a couple of fruit cartons in the fridge and Oh, to be honest, back in those days, it was probably a couple of fruity Lexia sacks in the in the fridge. A couple of vodka cruises as well, mate. Just finish us off. Oh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, mate. But uh, look, we're ready to rip and tear, I reckon. And uh, this time around, we'll definitely have some cartons of beer in the fridge. And looks a ripper weekend for it. We obviously have the AFL and NRL grand finals, and look, the pinnacle of weight parade racing with the Cox Plate all culminating into one weekend for the first time, I believe, ever, which is very exciting. So. I'm very keen for the weekend, mate. What about yourself? Yeah, mate. Awesome. Awesome weekend. You know, as you said, it's just like the ultimate sport weekend. We've got the Manicato Friday, the Cox Plate Saturday, AFL Grand Final, NRL Grand Final. I don't think we could possibly beat it, to be honest, mate. And you wouldn't believe it, but the, the big fella, our, uh, our fearless leader, has is, is left us on the, the biggest week of the year. So hopefully we can, uh, we can do him proud. You're not wrong, mate. And, mate, quickly on last week, we were at the races and set for a massive day on the punt, but didn't quite go to plan for us. So how would you go last week, mate? Yeah, it was a, a tough old day at the office, mate. Um, yeah, I've had my half a dozen tips and bets. I think I only got one result. Very elegant, which obviously was, believe it or not, the Just Win special getting up at $5. That was definitely the highlight of the, the weekend for us. Um, yeah, I was proud of that result. She was a very tough winner there in the Caulfield Cup, the big race of the day. Um, but yeah, outside of her, I, I really battled. Uh, handle the truth in the Kosciuszko. It ran well. It was just beaten for fourth place after a tough run wide. Um, they went forward, not forward, but settled a little bit closer than what I thought midfield. And yeah, it was three wide with no cover throughout. And yeah, just missed the place, which was annoying because he was a good each way price so that was uh, one that we just missed out on but then I had deprive deprive was uh, quite ordinary um, it had the had a wide gate and uh, Rachel King got shuffled back a bit and yeah from there it was just like the it was like the kid that fell out of the tree he just was never in it he um, couldn't couldn't get into it and <laughs> um, missed by a little fair way so that was disappointing uh, nature strip he was I don't think he was his best uh, as we've seen this prep but he wasn't helped by the the crazy tactics out in front on Eduardo by Rachel King again. She didn't have a great day, did she? Um, but uh, yeah, he was probably a, a touch disappointing. And I thought uh, the winner, Classic Legend, was was well deserving of that. And I had Leanne around the grounds at Morfordville. She was poor. Um, yeah, didn't didn't show up first up for the stables. So have to keep an eye on her next time. And the other result I did get, I nearly forgot about this one. But I got uh, my lay star of the seas, so got it beaten, and that was a, a really good result because it was well supported, started pretty much even money, and yeah, didn't even go anywhere near winning. So I was happy with that one. Yeah, you got that exactly right, mate. But um, before we move on, how about that ride on Eduardo? What's your thoughts on that, mate? Oh, I don't know what she was thinking. Like the the common sense thing to do would have been just to slide across and 
sit outside nature strip or yeah take a sit just behind him but yeah she just kamikaze mate just went hammer and tong and yeah wrecked the race for gave her a horse absolutely no chance but yeah also cut uh nature strips chances down as well and yeah set up the race for those running on so i i i just don't understand why she's not facing a a stint on the sideline when you see poor Huey Bowman facing all the, the trouble he had with Farn and uh, obviously earlier in the spring I, I think that Eduardo ride was was far worse in my opinion but that's the, that's the decision they made. 100% mate well obviously we saw through the week um, there was a couple of tweets out there about it and Dan O'Sullivan uh, was uh, from Thoroughbred Racing horse racing um, mentioned that Eduardo ran 11.6 lengths faster than the average to 600 metres uh, which was also 3.4 links faster than Farnham, just to put that into perspective, which is absolutely ridiculous. And second fastest rating to the 600 for the Metro 1200 since January 2017. So you're absolutely right, mate. There's obviously nothing come out about the ride apart from a couple of little things here and there. And um, yeah, crazy to think that, you know, Huey was going to cop three weeks for it. Obviously got it overturned, thankfully, but there was absolutely nothing, no backlash at all for that ride which absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, uh, makes, you, makes you wonder, especially in such a big race like that with so much so much money on the line. If if I was a slot holder of, of that horse, I would have been absolutely fuming. But, yeah, that's racing. Sometimes they get it wrong. So I suppose you can't take it back now. I've got to move on. Absolutely, mate. Uh, to brush over my rough, rough week, uh, Finch, three wide, no cover, the trip. Um, didn't get helped by a very elegant with a beautiful ride from Zara popping off the rail and, and sitting out and prating it three wide. He was he was good, uh, ran fifth, the brave fifth. Uh, but that looks to be what he's good for these days, running there or thereabouts and not having a hell of a lot of luck, but not really winning either. So, yeah, not not sure what to um, what to make of, of Finch moving forward, whether he's going to win another one or, or what he's going to do. But we'll wait and see. Master of Wine was just ridden upside down, never a hope. Uh, probably come out and win the bloody Cox Plate this week, the way I'm going. So good luck to Connections there. Um, yes, baby, yes. It was, was really good. Just got done by a better ride on the day. It was uh, Yeah, it was just set, set up outside speed. And the horse that sat in behind him beat them, incredulous dream. So hopefully it backs up the form this week again. But we've got an each-way divvy about it. Uh, Endanger was really good. Uh, I thought it was a really smart ride. And I think the ride eventually won it same with El Barado, uh in the race after so he's as I said last week definitely one to follow in Miratoa got pulled up so there's obviously issues there haven't seen a stewards report this week but we'll check that out over the course of the weekend and see um, what's happened but um, that was just unfortunate and then that's where the, the day went backwards to me silhouette uh, was poor was absolutely hammered into four dollar favorite and ran sort of midfield wasn't fantastic uh, opinion was just not probably not quite up to that level in fairness the, the winner was really good so you know I think we can follow it further but opinion just back in grade I think we can, she's still running a right but it was just a bit above her level secret plan just got too far back back to last and good luck to you KC was another one eight dollars into two dollar eighty favorite to start and uh did nothing was off the bit 600 out and I think when we're at dinner, mate, you uh, you said that's a that's a bad move. You don't like when they're backed in like that. You were correct. Yeah. It was awful, and uh, it was just as bad as the Lions. So I was very hopeful, and then came the game day, and that was it. Dust. 
Um, Goodwa was okay. Uh, ran like an $18 pop that it started. Um, just sort of run midfield. It was okay. It'll probably, with fitness, it'll probably win a race this prep. It just wasn't that race on the weekend. And then I got Samu right, which I was pretty thankful for because a pretty bold move from me to say you got rocks in your head to back it. But look, they were right because it 3.30 out to, I think it started about five bucks. Ran really well, but just run a good second in the end. And it just doesn't look like a genuine winner to me. So uh, I um, I definitely wouldn't be backing it until it wins a race. If you know any followers out there want to get on it, uh, I'd definitely be leaving it until it gets over the line first before I would be taking it ever again. So I, um, I'm pretty happy with that. I got that right. And obviously had the three-way play in that with Endanger. And I uh, thought we were, we were going to be on then, but uh, Just Win saved it for us, mate, with a good day, didn't he? He had an absolute blinder, mate. I think it's ended up 9.7 units profit. So he over more than doubled his money, which is a great effort. And he pulled off the big race double as well. Uh, very elegant, as I said. The, the Just Win special won the Caulfield Cup for him. And he also had Classic Legend on top in the um, in the Everest. So, yeah, tremendous day for our, our as I said, our fearless leader, his Royal Highness Just Win. <laughs> he had a great day at the office. Uh, he also had a... Probably his best result of the day was Catesby in Brisbane in the last in Brisbane. He had a double bet in that. He had a unit on Catesby and half a unit on Dream Master. And Catesby won. I think he got about $7 about it um, after it's, uh, it ran a great race for him a couple of weeks back at Toowoomba. And he followed up and got the result there with Luke Dittman aboard. Other than that, he had uh, mixed outside of those three. They were his main three results. He had Prospectus run a cracking race for second. It was um, probably just beaten by the gate. Had to get a bit too far back and flashed home to yeah just be beaten. That was a flashing light run, that one. Simply so, his roughy uh, it didn't get into the race. Glenall, I was on Glenall as well. It was, uh, it was really uh, ordinary, that horse. I think it's... Uh, Seen better days. He's just uh, either needing a spell or needing retirement. Uh, just didn't um, didn't fire in his first race up in Queensland in in the easier grade. And then do you he think also, there's do you, sorry, mate, do you think there's a bit of an excuse there because it got back to last on the inside? Do you think there's there's a question mark over that as to uh, you know if he got a bit too far back? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps, mate. I just didn't think he was he was doing enough personally on the line. He seemed to. Uh, just be batting away there, but yeah, I suppose um, next next start if they put him around again, um, you know, you obviously be getting a better price. Uh, you might just be worth a, a bet, and I hope they do push forward and get him in a bit of a striking position. But all in all, I did think he was quite plain. Yep, fair enough. And then and then on top of that, uh, the other one he had was uh, he he uh, had a, a lay bet that didn't didn't go right for him. Uh, Royal Hale, uh, it won the race, just got there in the end. Um, giving me back my lay king crown. So good result for me, but bad result there for just wins. Um, yeah, un- unfortunate, but he had a, overall a really great day. Should be should be stoked with that. And I hope the uh, the followers out there got amongst the action. Yeah, mate, I saw you were pretty happy with that result, you know, despite just wins not being so happy. But uh, obviously you got your crown back on top there for the lays. Yeah, nothing uh, wrong so- with a bit of competition between us, eh? It <laughs> make, makes us want to do well. You're not wrong, mate. Well, Look, to be honest, I think I'm creeping up on you. I'm getting, I think I've, uh, you know, done five or six in a row now. So I am um, too far away. Because Royal Hale was a good price as well. It was $3.50 or something like that, I think. So um, that would have dented a fair chunk out of his out of his profit from the lays so far. So it'll be interesting to do a tally up and see where we're at. 
He will. I'm, I'm sure he's got the tally there. He's probably just keeping it silent because he's he's fallen down the, the ladder. But uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to ask him when he gets back from wherever he is. For sure, mate. For sure. Anything to follow for you for the weekend? Um, nothing in particular. I thought, I thought in um, Sydney, I thought that captive event was a, a good win in the two-year-old race. I've seen a couple of good uh, two-year-olds so far this season in Sydney. That was one of them. And the, the best thing I think everyone will agree so far was that end half of the uh, Ma Eustace Yard, but yeah, Captivant is is one early season two year old. It's always hard to to pick them, but I think that's one that you can uh, probably keep following. Uh, Purple Sector was quite a good win. I wasn't on on it. There was a lot of people who were tipping it and uh, who obviously backed it. And yeah, bolted in. It's obviously returned in good order. Uh, be interesting to see where they go next. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing really in particular, mate. So I, I suppose I you know just wanted to make mention from the. Um, the, the Caulfield Cup, I thought uh, there was obviously a couple of good runs there from the first two in uh, Very Elegant and Anthony Van Dyke looking forward towards the Melbourne Cup. But I think all in all, I'd, I'd probably have to say at this stage, I'm going to tip that the winner doesn't come from that race. There was a, there was a couple of decent runs in behind. Horses like Avilius, for example, didn't have much luck, but you know he's a bit of a has-been these days. I can't see him figuring in a Melbourne Cup, but... I suppose we'll wait and see what what happens in the in the next week or so, and who's uh, who's going to be lining up. Yeah, for sure, mate. For sure, um, I agree with you in terms of the Caulfield Cup. Uh, I think it'd be interesting as to uh, what comes out of that. And um, yeah, you're right, mate. Out of Sydney, uh, it looks like a couple of horses are sort of coming into the end of their prep, and then um, some good ones are, are looking at some some races, obviously down in, in Melbourne at the moment. So um, the one. Oh, the two I want to take out. You mentioned the the winner in the Victory Vein. Right? I thought the runner in behind that Akihiro. Um, yep. It was also a first starter, Japanese bred, so no doubt it's going to get better in time. Um, and I think the winner, uh, the um, sorry, it's um, it's Stallion, the father. Uh, Maurice was very very handy over, from what I know, sort of sprinter miler journey as well. So. Uh, I think it's going to get a bit better uh, with a bit of time and, and probably get over that sprinter miler sort of trip. But, um, yeah, and then echo the points of, of Captivant. But then in danger, who I spoke about earlier, I think is is definitely one to watch uh, for future. Mate, on to the big one. Haven't we had some good winners in the past of the Cox Plate, which is, I think, for, for me, a perfect segue for our punted comp. Uh, we've joined up with Punted for the spring, which is exciting. And for those that don't know them, they're a specialist punting apparel store that turned legends of the track into shirts, socks, and stubby coolers. Uh, for all you followers out there, we have our exclusive code, JustWins10, to use on their website. So make sure when you are buying something, use it as you will get 10% off. On to the free stuff. We have a weekly uh, our weekly comp this week, and it features two of the greatest mares to race. And, of course, sticking to the theme, they are both legends of the 2040-metre journey at Mooney Valley, that being Sunline and Winks. All you have to do to enter and win uh, two of their – or the stubby callers from Sunline and Winks is go into our socials and comment on our punted promo post that we will put up on Friday night and make sure you get in because we only have a few more weeks left of these giveaways Mate, on to the big race. As I said before, Jesus has been some champions win it, especially over the last 20 or 30 years, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely, mate. It's, it always tends to be the best horse wins the race in the Cox Plate. And obviously, we've been blessed in our time to see uh, Winks win it four times. And yeah, even when I was a young kid watching Sunline and Norvely and Fields of Omar, um, yeah, great memories with this race. It's always a, it's always a great competition at an amazing track in the valley obviously it's a great spectacle just with the 
with the track there and the, the tight circuit throws up a, a few um always throws up a few surprises so um, i'm sure it's going to be another great addition this year and hopefully we can find a winner absolutely mate so rail in the truth uh, and rain expected through friday and saturday so with back-to-back meetings on at the valley over the weekend expecting we might be getting some horses wanting to get to the middle of the track this late in the card i also expect this to be a, a bit of a slugfest with grand slam likely to go forward and with no weight on his back he should set a good tempo and try and steal it like so you think Seamus Ward and, and those sort of horses did. I believe this will set up perfectly for the internationals as chasing a pacemaker is their style of racing. And there is one that I want to be on. It was originally two, but I'm happy to let Armory go around without my money as he has had complications and has to pass a vet check tomorrow. So the one I've landed on is number seven, Sir Dragonade, at $15 and $4.40. I'm going to have quarter of a unit by half a unit each way on him. I'm sticking on him after I tipped him to be the danger to my tip, very elegant in the two cups and a plate segment. Obviously, she's not going around in this. He has found it hard to win his career, but G has been in some good races. Fifth by under a link to Anthony Van Dyke in the Epsom Derby and second and magical in the Curra Gold Cup are two, uh, the two that really stand out to me. He'll get the gun run from the draw and should sit around midfield one off, which I predict is where you want to be. All his best form has been in the wet, with his worst result being fourth. And being the slugfest that I think it could be, you generally want horses that will be strong at the end. So his two career start or two career wins, sorry, have come at 2,400 and 2,500 metres, which falls right into that category. I believe there's a big chance of Bossy to collect his fourth plate. Adzi, what have you got, mate? Yeah, mate, I... I... I obviously agree that Sir Dragon A definitely looks good value, but I've I've stuck at home. I've stuck with a couple of Aussies, not necessarily Aussies. They're uh, bred in different countries, but they've been in, in Australia their entire careers. And I am sticking with Russian Camelot as my top pick. So I've got a two, two bets in this, but on top for me, Russian Camelot. Um, yeah, I, I said last prep, I was a bit, last start, sorry, I was a little bit disappointed in his run, which I was, but I also said that uh, the lack of pressure counted against him and, as you've said, with Grand Slam, with no weight in his back, he'd be going forward. Uh, there'd be plenty of pressure in this, and I think that plays into his hands because he's definitely looking for further, this horse, Russian Camelot. Expecting them, obviously, the bad gate is a little bit of a query, but I'm expecting Oliver to be positive. Um, he sh- could end up in trouble, don't get me wrong, but hopefully with that good speed and the race sort of spreading out, he should be able to slot in there only a couple of pairs back from the lead, hopefully not getting trapped three wide. And yeah, I'm hopeful that that high pressure, I think the soft track is, is suitable for him. No issues there. He's won three from four on soft. And I do think he's the best horse in the race. So I'm going to have a unit to win on him at $5. Yep. And then I'm just going to say, if I, I'm not, not 100% sure on this, but it just something takes me for this horse and the way he's going. And that's colding the number one saddle cloth uh, for Oof. Waller and J-Mac. Uh, he's, I've always been knocking this horse, but he's, he's found form again. He's in really good form. Um, and he's kicked the 2000 meter box last start which was always a bit of a doubt on him uh, he was very strong there in that hill stakes win beating Avilius, who's since run well in the in the Caulfield Cup as I said the thing I really like people who know me and uh, know what I look for when I'm uh, tipping and betting on horses is I love earmuffs earmuffs off first time it's my number one gear change it's massive and yeah I've got a great success rate with it and as I said I think this horse is going really well and if the earmuffs off to improving, which it often does, I'm expecting him to, you know, be in the finish. And he's good price. Um, he's drawn okay there in the ten gate. Uh, he should find a nice bit of cover in midfield. And 
hopefully uh, be able to yeah run a race there. And I'm just going to have a half unit to win just as a saver at the $15. No worries. Uh, so that's Russian Camelot five dollars for one unit win, and then Colding at fifteen dollars for half a unit the win. What's Just Wins think, mate? Yeah, so fortunately, even though Just Wins is out in the, the middle of nowhere, he has managed to get across his tips to us. Um, however, he did it; he's managed, he's done well, and he is obviously sticking with Russian Camelot. We know that when we done our two cups in a plate edition earlier in the spring. He had put this guy on top for the Cox Plate back then, so he hasn't hasn't found any reason to jump off, and he'll be be aboard him again on Saturday. So he's uh, put down to have one unit of win on Russian Camelot. So fingers crossed the double get on, eh? The double get on. Now, do we give him that price that he would have taken, obviously, in the two cups and a plate segment, something like eleven bucks, I think it was. I don't know. I don't know, mate. We'll have to. Uh... We'll have to get a bit of a, a conversation going around that. I have not thought about that at all. I suppose um, at, at the two cups and a plate segment, we weren't really uh, betting. We were just, uh, you know, just having a having a crack. We didn't say we we're going to have anything on, but uh, I suppose that's up for discussion. If anyone wants to chime in and let us know what they think, by all means. Yeah, I think we all know what he'll say, which is a strong yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, mate. If you if, if anyone out there wants to get on the socials and let us know, then uh, feel free to DM us or um, yeah, comment and uh, and let us know what your thoughts are. And we'll probably go with the majority. And at the moment, it's two to one, I reckon, uh, against him. So we'll just give him the five dollars at the moment. Yeah, sounds uh, good. Cool. So a wrap of that. Uh, obviously, in the Cox Plate and the big one, uh, we've got a double get on with both Adzi and Just Wins going with Russian Camelot five dollars for one unit of win each, uh, and then we've got Adzi having a save on Colding at fifteen dollars for half a unit the win, and then myself with Sir Dragon A at fifteen dollars and four forty. I'm going to have a quarter of a unit to win uh, and half a unit to place. So quarter of a unit by half a unit each way. Alrighty, on to the tips for our specialist locations. Adzi, uh, we'll continue on with you. What have you got for us in Sydney? Yeah, mate, so Royal Randwick, obviously not as big a meeting as we have had over the past few weeks, but still some decent races there. We have the Bondi Stakes on, which is worth a million dollars and looks a handy enough race. Um, hopefully we can find some winners. I'm not too sure what the track's going to be there on Saturday. There's a good four as of Thursday morning. Slight chance of rain uh, on Friday, but should just be mostly cloudy. And then there's a chance of Saturday. So, you know, obviously storms can be very hit and miss. So I've just I've just had a look and I've tried to find horses that I think will handle a soft track because by all all likelihood is there will be a some type of storm that hits on, on Saturday. And if that happens during the race meeting or in the morning, you'd say it'll be a soft track. So that's what I've worked towards. Rails out four metres. Hopefully we uh, we do get a fair surface, which we had last week with the uh, Everest, quite a good racetrack. So hopefully again, and we get our chance. My first bet comes up in the highway, which is race two, number 11, Cosmic Haze for Brett Kavanagh and Tommy Sherry. Costly horse, this one, but I think this is her race. This is her time uh, to shine. She's had uh, the 14 goes, only won one race, but yeah, it's run run quite well all the time. She's quite consistent, gets back and runs on. Um, and, yeah, she's quite often been in the market as well. It's a couple of times this prep, she's she's started near enough to favourite or favourite. And, yeah, it's run run well every every start this prep. Uh, up to 1,800 is a big positive for me. Um, she's looking for that type of trip. Uh, last preparation as a three-year-old filly, she competed in the Australian Oaks, Adrian Knox Stakes. So, obviously... They've got a big opinion of her. Uh, she didn't didn't finish in the money there, but she she ran midfield in both races. So that suggests there's there's something under the hood. She's got a, a little bit of class about her. 
she handles soft ground. Uh, she's won over a soft track. Her only win was on a soft track. Uh, horses by deep field tend to handle wet tracks. So if we do get that rain coming, she'll handle that. If it's a good track, she runs well and good. So no much, not much concern there. Uh, I think from gate eight, she settles midfield with cover. And yeah, we'll definitely be running on each way price at $6 and $2.25 the place. I'm going to have half a unit each way. No worries for your boy, Sherry. Yeah, my boy Sherry, our love-hate relationship continues. So, yeah, he's, he's got he comes up again. So uh, he's got a got a big day ahead of him on Saturday, Tommy. So fingers crossed. Uh, my next bet comes up in race five, number three, Girls Tuesday. Another costly conveyance, but yeah, another horse. I think it's her day to win one. Um, she was last start raced in the Metropolitan, obviously, obviously at Group One level. She drew eighteen. The jockey weighed in two kilos overweight, which doesn't help. Um, and yeah, she did run okay. Uh, she was only only beaten four lengths, obviously in the much higher grade. Uh, I'm thinking back in grade as uh, a massive tick for her, and I'm pretty confident that run over 2,400 meters the first time this prep. I was only a second run over that trip uh, overall. Will yeah hold her in um, good stead. I think she'll take a lot of benefit from that run. Uh, moderate speed. She's drawn the inside gate, so I'm going to hope they'd be positive from there. Don't settle any worse than midfield. Uh, and yeah, each way odds appeal to me. Uh, I'm going to have a half unit each way on her as well at five fifty and two dollars the place. No problems. All right, anything else, mate? One more, mate, in the get out race nine, number eleven, ice bath. As I said, got another one of Tommy Sherry. Tommy Sherry's aboard this one uh, for Brad Whitup, the trainer. Promising horse this one, uh, but yeah, been a bit frustrating for punters. Last start was in the Silver Eagle behind Flit and Alligator Blood. Uh, got well back. And lost the plate and running, but yeah, ran on really well there and only beaten a touch over two lengths. So that reads well, really well for this for this race. The horse loves soft, soft is its preferred going, uh, and up to sixteen hundred, in my opinion, is is suitable. Uh, she's only had the one start over sixteen hundred in the past, and that was in the Kembla, get my words right, Grange Classic where she was beaten less than a length behind Asiago. So I'm pretty sure the mile is suitable. Um, she's bred to handle it. And, yeah, she'll settle midfield as well with some cover behind a strong speed in this. And I'm expecting her to be flashing late over the top for my best bet at a unit and a half at the $3.80. All right. No problem. So, in summary, that is race two, number 11, Cosmic Haze at $6 and $2.25 for half a unit each way. Race five, number three, Girl Tuesday at five fifty and two dollars for half a unit each way as well, and then on to the best bet in the get out. Race nine, number eleven, Ice Bath at three dollars eighty for one and a half unit to win. All right, thanks, Adam. On to Melbourne, tricky day. Um, I think at Mooney Valley, which it usually is, and as I spoke about, we've got the rail and true rain expected through Friday and Saturday, and obviously with the meeting there on Friday, it could produce mayhem on Saturday. So. Just gone with the two, and I think there's a bit of value in these two. So the first one, I'm going to go with race three, number seven, Bella Nipotina at $4.80 and $1.80 to place. We'll have one by two units each way on her. I believe it's the bet of the day for me. She finally broke through for a much-deserved maiden win first up this prep and then was never a hope in the opening plate after drawing barrier 11 and settling full wide no cover up on a hot tempo. Her last start, she was really good through, uh, though, running third behind Swatch that, who looks above average, and there was a gap to fourth. She should be able to get up on speed in this and be able to control. And, and early in the day, 
that should be a bonus. Being fourth up and staying at 1,200 metres is what she needs as well. Uh, and rod sticking and good wet form should prove the perfect combination for her to win this. So that's Bella Nipatina in race three. Then moving on to the get out as well. Uh, Going to go race 10, number six, Melba Storm at $19 and $4.80. I'm just going to have a quarter of a unit by half a unit each way on her. This filly is definitely overs in my opinion. Her only run to date uh, that she hasn't won or been under a length from the winner was behind Odium 2 back. Uh, and in that, she was trapped wide. That's definitely a superior form line leading into this. And she proved she is going well again after that ninth with a good win last start. Back out to 1,200 metres, likely to race on speed, and from a soft draw, they're all positives. Pikey also sticks, and her two runs in the wet shows that she handles it. Uh, she'll give us a good sight at the big price in the last. So, in summary, that's Moody Valley Race 3, number 7, Bella Nipatina at $4.80 and $1.80 for one by two units each way. Race 10, number 6, Melba Storm at $19 and $4.80 for a quarter of a unit by half a unit each way. Um, and that's it for Melbourne. So, Adzi, what's Just Wins got for us at Doombin? Yeah, mate, just before we go there, I just wanted to ask you a quick question about one in, in Mooney Valley, the horse that uh, I tipped earlier in the prep, and I know that you were quite impressed with its last run in um, Ecumenical, race four, number two. I was, uh, think, I was having a look when I saw she was in, and I was, I was thinking, oh, geez, I have to get on, and then I saw the price. She's quite short. What are, what are your thoughts on her? Yeah, just price and from barrier 10, I just, yeah, I just don't know. Hey, um, not sure what to make of those two fillies at the top of the market that have come from the um, the 1,000 guineas form one either. I just go, is this a, a last row at the stumps just to get a bit of prize money while they're up and about? Like, um, yeah, just not sure what to, to, to make of it. So I, just at $2.70, if it was each way price, I'd, I'd probably have a little nibble, but $2.70, I just can't take it. Um, with that many question marks around it. Yeah, that's fair enough, man. Those last two runs were, were tough runs too. She was wide and in uh, hard races. So it's, there's every chance that that's taken a lot out of her as well. So we'll wait and see. Might, might get a better price on, on uh, Saturday and I might have to change my mind. Exactly right. Same with me, mate. Anyway, I'll move on to, to Doombin again. Okay, so at Doombin in Brisbane this week, uh, hopefully you can... He can back it up. He's sent through his tips. He's got uh, four bets there. Uh, four that, uh, or at least a few of them, I know he's been on before. So hopefully he can um, have another great result for us there. The first one comes up in race two, number five. Cherry, Zeri, however you say it, uh, he's tipping that in the uh, the three-year-old handicap. Hopefully it's got uh, the same kind of gear that the uh, <laughs> namestake has in it and it'll be running well. We can guarantee that. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a handy, consistent horse. So hopefully um, runs well. I think uh, from my understanding there, Doombin, uh, there's been a bit of rain this week. This track is in the soft range already, and they're also expecting um, some storms perhaps on Saturday. So I'd imagine they might have a, a bit of a damp surface there as well. So um, again, kind of like Sydney, I'm sure we're guessing with what it turns up at, but soft track there uh, with the rail out. So I'm sure he was looking for horses That'll be up sort of near enough to speed, not getting too far back. So that was his first one, race two, number five, Zeri. And then he was in race four, number seven, alert and ready in the two-year-old race. Um, yeah, that, that horse has been well in the market in both its starts to date. First start in Toowoomba, lost the rider when it was backed heavily into favourite. And then last start, it um, run on really well and well, well supported again and just couldn't peg back the leader running second. Um, yeah, it looks a promising horse. It's a 
it's a half uh, sister to Plumaro, who we know is a, uh, a pretty handy horse and seems to have a similar racing pattern. So hopefully it can it can get over the top of these and get a well-deserved win. Race four, number seven, alert and ready. And then he's off in race nine. Well, we know he's been on this one a couple of times. It's Red Chase. Starts his prep and, it, prep and it's run enormous for him. I'm sure he's uh, following up and keen that it can finally get the job done there for him. Obviously, first up was in the uh, the Wheatwood, ran tremendous, only beaten less than a leg behind Jaden Tom. And then, then last start, um, yeah, was sort of stuck on the inside and, uh, yeah, just made some steady ground uh, to be beaten a few lengths there behind Jaden Tom again. But I'm sure this week he'll, uh, he'll go a couple of places better and get the job done there for us. And then his last bet was in the final race, the get-out as well. We've got a bit of work in the get-outs this week. Hopefully, we can finish strong. Uh, race 10, number seven, fine as the power there for Toby Edmonds and Andrew Mallion. Um, yeah, first up, this mare uh, goes quite well first up. One, one, one from one at the track. Distance is suitable, so I'm sure he's, he's confident that the Edmonds yard have, it, have her ready to go and ready to win first up. He's having a unit to win those horses. All righty. Uh, he ruined it with... Diners the power because the first three are all to four dollars forty. So uh, something in that, but um, yeah. In summary, that's at Doom in race two, number five, uh, Bronson or Sherry uh, at four dollars <laughs> forty for one unit to win. Uh, race four, number seven, Alert and Ready at four dollars forty for one unit to win. Race nine, number seven, Red Chase at four dollars forty for another one unit to win bet. Uh, and last race, race ten. Number seven, Thine is a power at five dollars for one unit to win. So he's got three number sevens and three horses at four dollars forty. So uh, good luck to Consistent. him. Consistent. Exactly right, <laughs> good mate. Good luck. I'm yeah. sure he'll go well. Hundred percent, mate. Thanks for that, Adzi. Uh, let's move on to around the grounds, and I'll kick us off with three. One's technically not around the grounds, though, as I'll be giving one out for those early listeners on Friday, and that will be in the Mamanicado on Friday night at Mooney Valley. Uh, going to be backing Adzi's watch horse from last week's episode, and that's race eight, number six, Dirty Work, at $6 and $2.20. Going to have three quarters of a unit each way on him. As Adzi mentioned, then uh, his three runs this prep have been, uh, so far, have been uh, much improved, and um, it's um, it's crazy the amount of improvement he's taken out of uh, his previous couple of preps. He's now won uh, something like four out of his last six, so he's really up on the upward sprawl. First up, he ended up finishing only two lengths from Gitra and then went on with it with an unlucky one and a half length fourth to Classic Legend uh, at his next start before his win at Caulfield two weeks ago. Obviously, Gitra and Classic Legend is uh, to the premium sort of sprint racing form in the country. And he ticks a few boxes leading to this as well. Uh, there will be a hot speed on, which will suit him, especially at the 1,200 metres and fourth up now. His wet form is good. Pikey sticking and the soft draw are also positives. He looks ready to take that next step now. So that's dirty work. Then I'm going off uh, with your boy again, Adzi, uh, but this is in Adelaide, your boy Hickmont. So more for the oh, race wow. spot. I wonder if we're going to double up here. We'll see. Uh, but oh, so, yeah. All right. Uh, more for the race five, number nine, Fearless Vision at $3. I'm going to have one unit win on her. I think you can just put a line through a last start where she just did too much work in the run, sitting up on speed, but out three wide with no cover. In that, she only finished two and a half off extra time, who has since come out and won impressively. Back to 1,000 metres will definitely be in her favour. And with the claim, she only has to carry 52 kilos. She draws beautifully, be up around the speed and get every chance in this. 
And then I'm off to Ascot. Uh, I'm going with a bit of value in race seven, the big race over there. Uh, I'm going to go with number 11, Real Grace at $15 and $3.30. I'm just going to have a quarter of a unit to win and three quarters of a unit to place on her. Now, I know the favourite's been really impressive, but the minor gear change and the wide draw has just made me want to look for value. This filly's two wins to date have been absolutely outstanding, winning by nearly six links in her maiden and then three and a half links first up this prep against older horses. Last start, she was great again uh, against the older horses, even though she finished eighth. She got back to last over 1,000 metres from barrier 16, ran home in the meeting best 400-metre sectional. She drops down to 53 kilos into this, which is a big, big positive, seeing as she steps back into her own age group. She gets a soft draw and a step out to 1,200 with good speed engaged. Look, look, right ingredients for her to run a big race, especially at that price. Uh, so in summary, we've got race eight uh, at Mooney Valley on Friday night. The Manicado going to go with number six, Dirty Work, at $6 and $2.20 for three quarters of a unit each way. Uh, then off to Adelaide on Saturday, Morphville, race five, number nine, Fearless Vision at $3 for the one unit a win. And then off to Ascot, uh, finally in race seven, number 11, Real Grace at $15 and $3.30. We're going to have quarter of a unit to win and three quarters of a unit to place on her. What about you, Adzi? Anything? No, nothing, nothing around the grounds for me this week, mate. Nothing jumped out. I did think about uh, Fearless Vision. I think you'll be close to the mark there, Mr. Hickmont. And I also do like dirty work. I, um, yeah, I just just wanted to stay out of that race. I um, yeah, wasn't really sure. Um, I gave had had dirty work on top, to be honest. And I also gave Haydock a great chance at the price. But I think I'll just... Uh, you know, watch the race tomorrow. Might have a little bet for enjoyment, but should be a should be a good sprint race. Probably a little bit thin that race. Um, generally, would expect a better race in the Manicato, but um, I think yeah, one of those top top couple either trekking, Hay Doc or Dirty Work would be deserving winners. So hopefully, Dirty Work gets it done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about Just Wins, mate? Any um, any bets for him? No, mate. He's always keeping it simple, isn't he? There's no around the grounds. He just uh, sticks to his sticks to his Brisbane and race. So. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, clear for around the grounds this week, mate. Sticks in his lane. All right, Ian, we better head off to Ruffy Roulette. Ruffy Roulette is a very dangerous game, not for the faint of heart. Let us begin. And Adzi, kick us off, mate. What have you got? Oh, I've struggled again to find one, but uh, come up with one in uh, race uh, race eight, number fifteen, a horse by the name of So Taken for Chris Waller and Kathy O'Hara. Last start, um, so it's third up uh, this 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 time in. Uh, last start was at Canterbury behind Best Stone and Mirror Vision, which are two handy enough horses. And yeah, didn't have much luck. Didn't get to see much daylight. Um, so I'm expecting it to improve off that run. Third up's a positive, I think. Fitter. Loves 1,200. Uh, also, the soft track is um, – the likely soft track is a big benefit for this horse. Uh, goes far better with a bit of sting out of the ground. And, yeah, I'm just hopeful with that lightweight she'll get get back and hopefully um, with, a, with some decent speed on there, it'll be able to run on and hopefully get us in the in the money there at $21 and five fifty. Yep. All right. So that's race eight at Randwick, uh, number 15, so taken at $21 and $5.50. What about Just Wins? Just wins. He is actually did not stay in his lane for the roughy, mate. He's gone sw- swimming across the lane. 
and he's ended up in the Mooney Valley bars in your territory. Race oh, six, wowee. number seven. Johnny, get angry for uh, Dennis Pagan, Lachlan King to ride. Obviously, AFL Grand Final day. That might be a bit of omen with uh, obviously the old AFL coach and player, I believe, Dennis Pagan. This horse, yeah, he's gone half a unit each way. I think it's now twenty-three dollars, so he's got a good price there. Obviously, this horse, um, from what I've seen of him, he's always looking like he wants that distance. Um, by Tavistock out of a Zabil mare, and yeah, he gets out to beyond two thousand meters for the for the first time. So I'm sure that's what he's working on there. He has uh, been running quite well this prep. Last last start, he ran on really strong there in the uh, superimposed stakes um, behind a couple of handy horses, including Alvarado ran third in that and's obviously come out and run well and won last weekend at um at um, Caulfield. So yeah, looks like he's uh, found one that can run a race for him at a good price. Yeah, that's Moody Valley race six number seven. Johnny get angry at twenty three dollars and about four dollars sixty the place. Good race that. Uh, I think there's a couple of good runners in it. Uh, Ulong Werther is obviously a very very good Derby chance, and so is Cherry Tortoni. Obviously went under par in uh, the Spring Champion last start, but back to Melbourne this week and on some wet ground, and then Quay uh, Quay, I think it's pronounced at the top there. So yep. But, uh, yeah, make some really good points there with Johnny Get Angry. He's definitely looking for this trip. And obviously, Dennis Pagan on a day of days for anyone AFL, uh, that will be huge for him. Uh, I think he won a, a, a GF with, with Carlton. Any Aussie Rules fans out there will be able to correct me on that, but I'm pretty sure he won in the 90s with, uh, with Carlton. So, uh, yeah, there'll be big celebrations, probably bigger celebrations if the horse does get up uh, in that. And then, obviously, on to the derby. Uh, sweet, that's Ruffy Roulette. Moving on. Oh, sorry, me. My I was going to say, where's I'm yours, mate? I'm skipping you. Rush, <laughs> rush yourself, anyway. Um, I'm uh, I'm staying in Mooney Valley as well. So race eight, number six, Lavendi at $26 and $6.50. I think he's just been overlooked in the market for this. First first up, he was just there when running 11th by five links in the Maccabi Diva, but that was over 1,600, and he was never a hope in that high-quality race first up. Second up and out to a more suitable trip, he was brave here at Mooney Valley, up on speed and stuck on well for third in the inferior inferior ground where most of the horses, especially later on in the card, were all coming down the outside. Um, Think Mystic Journey, uh, those sorts of horses that won later on in that card. He was then no hope in a sit sprint affair against the likes of Arcadia Queen, Russia Camelot. However, he wasn't disgraced. He was beaten six and seven lengths by those two horses. And now the two favourites or in the market anyway uh, for a Cox Plate. He's now reaching his peak, but he finally gets out past 2,000 metres for the first time since his Australian Derby win in 2018. And I feel that and the wet track are the keys to him. He's never missed a placing in three goes on the wet, and his two goes at Mooney Valley have provided two placings. He's got barrier one, so we'll get a soft run just in behind the speed or up on speed, and we'll get his chance to win for the first time since that Derby. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Moody Valley, race eight, number six, Lavendi at $26 and $6.50. Now we can get on to the lay of the day. What? Did we just start a new segment? Yup. You want to go lay some favourites in the podcast? Yup. Uh, and Adzi, we'll start off with you again, mate. What are you potting this week? Yeah, mate, so I'm taking a big punt this week of... Gone, gone hard at this one. Um, probably regret it, but hopefully not. Uh, race four, number eight, Creodiris, um, to Ooh. the Dolphin team and Rachel King. 
we know I was on this last start. Um, I tipped it. It was my best bet, and I got the done job done just. That was in lower grade. Um, this is this is a step up in grade. Don't get me wrong. This is a, a promising horse, and I have a lot of time for it. But stepping up in grade isn't dropping any weight. It carried 52.5 last start, and yeah, it just only drops half a kilo to 52 this week. Um, and yeah, just I think the racing style of this horse makes it tough. He's going to get back. He'll probably be last. There's some handy horses in this. There's not a lot of speed. They're not going to be going too hard out in front. Um, and, yeah, he can win, but I think he's way too short at $1.95. So let's take him on. Let's see if we can uh, get him beat. So you don't stick on long, do you, mate? No, mate. Um, I'm not a, not a sticker. I just take each race that, as they come. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying the horse is no good. I'm just saying I think he can uh, get beat this weekend. For sure, mate. And then what about Just Wins? What's he got? Yeah, so he's got down at Zoomburn, race three, number seven, one for Betty. Okay, one for Betty for David Van Dyke and Jimmy Byrne to ride. Uh, he's laying this mare at $4.20. Um, she's, uh, yeah, been beaten as a uh, favourite a couple of times this prep, so hopefully that can uh, can happen again and she can get done for him. So he's uh, laying her four twenty, race three, number seven, one for Betty. There must have been some scratchings in that race because when I looked at that race last night, I think it was five dollars fifty or something like that. So, yeah, uh, there was one scratching. Lord Goddard, and I don't know when they've taken that horse out, but you know, right. Van Dyke, Van Dyke horses—they pretty much always um, meet good support. So, it might, might that might have a bit to do with it as well. The other thing we're going to have to have a word to him because he blew up at me and you for picking a second favourite, and guess what? Oh, it is too this week. Second favourite. What's he talking? What's he doing? Oh my goodness, he's uh, certainly not sticking his neck out there. That's um, <laughs> a poor effort there from Just Wins. We'll have to hopefully, he gets him. to listen. Hopefully, he gets to listen to it, and I uh, can uh, be aware of our unhappiness with that effort. Hundred percent, mate. That's very ordinary. We'll have to get a couple of messages out to him. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll move on to mine. I found it very hard this week to get a lay, so I've had to head over to Adelaide to find mine, and it's going to be a simple one. So I'm going with your mate again, Adzi, in uh, in your boy Hickmont. Uh, more race three, number seven, Echoes in Eternity at $3.70. Pretty simple one, this one. All I need to say is first starter in a 13-horse field with seven other new starters, Barrier 13 and Apprentice on. No thanks. $3.70, too short. So happy to take it on there. Uh, fair right. enough, mate. Fair enough. The um, Yeah, I think many people have clued on to Hickmott and his good form and all his horses are starting unders now. So uh, he's probably, yeah, starting to be one that you can you can take on from time to time. 100%, mate. I hope I'm right. I hope I get both these horses right on the weekend. Uh, anyway, he's the type of trainer that could get both wrong, though. So um, anyway, good luck to me, I guess. Uh, taking on a bloke like that, that uh, that's striking at such a good percentage and loves getting winners. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. I'm sure you'll be right. All right, mate. I think that's all the segments done. What about our Just Win special? Oh, wow. Jeez, um, I don't know, mate. What, what is, well, my, my best was Ice Bath. That's $3.80. What was your best? Bella Nipatina. Bella Nipatina. Well, yep. Just Wins hasn't nominated the best bet as such um always do a double get on on uh, russian camelot uh oh i don't know mate what do you reckon mate let's um you're very confident in ice bath mate so i think it's a good horse as well so yeah uh, <laughs> give me a, 
the well, old mocker on, but yeah. That's... Do you, you want to put the mocker on Just Wins while he's not here? And, and <laughs> Red Chase, maybe. Let's do it. Red Chase, let's, uh, let's get on. Surely it's due. Okay, it, Just it's, Wins. It's well and truly due. I, I think it surely wins that race. It just uh, yeah, it just needs uh, a bit of, bit of speed on and a bit of luck and over the top, I, I reckon. Also, just a, I, I just had a re-look at his tips. He's gone five number sevens. And only one well, number five. So, well, that's well, me personally, no, number seven's my lucky number. So he's on onto something there. Hopefully, okay. um, Red Chase is number seven, mate. So it's uh, yeah, that's a just win special. Let's get it home. Get on, get on. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, he's he's had a good week last week. If we put the mockers on one of his, I'm sure he's not going to mind. Hundred <laughs> percent, mate. Hundred uh, percent. Anyway, uh, that's it from us. So. Um, you know, obviously, thanks so much to, to listeners out there getting involved in all the competitions and that sort of stuff. All the feedback that we've given has is, is been absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, same as this week, guys. If you need anything, obviously, let us know. Jump on at justwinders.com.au if you, you need anything on there as well. Um, and then, obviously, get involved in the competitions that we have. Um, have your say in the comments. Let us know what your tips are. Um, but most importantly, have a good weekend. Uh, anything to add, Adzi? No, just yeah, everyone just enjoy the weekend. It's a it's a rare weekend this one. I'm I'm excited. It's uh yeah, super special to have all this in the one weekend. So hopefully we can have, have some good wins and hopefully my beloved Melbourne Storm can get the job done in the big one on Sunday. Hundred percent, mate. And look, in the words of one of the goats on the piss, get amongst it, Ta. And uh, remember when you win, we win. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and get involved in the comments. Best of luck and happy punting. He do it Chautauqua he's flying yes there's history but a champion becomes a legend the Canadian has won it but the pride of Australia is the greatest show on earth